Welcome to Everything Yesterday This Morning, a 15 to 20 minute daily recap of headlines you may have missed. Come for the news, stay for the snarky commentary. Good morning and welcome to Friday's edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I am your host, literally Heather. Ah, oh, me and I missed you guys. In addition, to the jackals showing up on PSA's website yesterday, there is a heck of a deal on a lower build kit. If you are looking for the components needed to finish your lower receiver, then look no further. This kit includes everything that you need to assemble your lower receiver with a stock. The kit includes mil-spec MOE stock, MOE grip from Magpul Industries, as well as a mil-spec buffer tube, assembly, and a PSA Classic Lower Parts Kit from Palmetto State Armory. All of these components are designed to deliver reliable performance and are made in America by some of the best companies in the business. Regular price is $219.99 on sale for only $104.99. The link for both the Jackal and the Lower Kit are in the show description. Please check that out and... uh, peruse the deals that are going on at PSA today. Um, Since my internet was down, some of the info for today's show is from earlier this week, not just yesterday, but I still think some of these things are important enough to mention. The Digital Currency Monetary Authority, or the DCMA, has unveiled a digital coin designed to speed, quote, cross-border transactions. It was introduced Monday at the spring meeting of the International Monetary Fund. The Authority's Universal Monetary Unit, or UMU, is an international version of a central bank digital currency. And they start talking about all of these things in the um, anagram. So UMU is legally a money commodity. It can transact in any legal tender settlement currency and functions like a central bank digital currency to enforce banking regulations and to protect the financial integrity of the international banking system. Banks can attach SWIFT codes and bank accounts to a UMU digital currency wallet and transact SWIFT-like cross-border payments over digital currency rails, a reference to the SWIFT payment system per the release. This allows users to bypass the correspondent banking system at best-priced wholesale FX rates and with instantaneous real-time settlement. The authority said UMU adopts a, quote, global localization public monetary system architecture and can be configured to meet the central banking regulations of each participating jurisdiction. The launch comes amid a flurry debate about CBDCs, or central bank digital currencies, in the United States. Last month, the United States saw uh, Ron DeSantis, as well as Ted Cruz, propose bans on the use of the currency. DeSantis, often mentioned as a possible 2024 presidential candidate, has proposed legislation that would bar the use of both federal and foreign CBDC as money and called on other states to add similar prohibitions to their uniform commercial codes. 
Two days later, Ted Cruz introduced a bill that would prohibit the Federal Reserve from developing a direct-to-consumer CBDC. Speaking to um, Payments, which is the company that did the article, uh, Martin Hargreaves, who's the chief product officer at Quant, acknowledged that there are privacy concerns around CBDCs. Gee, you fucking think. Especially in the United States, where the currency is seen as a threat to financial markets. However, Hargreaves missed such con- dismissed. I'm so sorry, dismissed such concerns, pointing to a conscious effort by regulators in the United Kingdom to make sure that the digital pound is on par with other payment systems. It is time to say goodbye to Twitter Incorporated. Elon Musk took over the social media platform in October of 2022, triggering a slurry of changes to how the platform operates. And now it appears that he has dissolved Twitter Incorporated, merging the entity with his newly created X-Core. That reflects his vision for an everything app like WeChat. While Twitter will continue to exist, we hope, and is currently functional, kind of, its parent company is no longer Twitter Incorporated. On paper, XCore has absorbed Twitter Inc., a merger that reportedly took place on April 4th. This information was made public due to an ongoing court case between Twitter and Laura Loomer, wherein the company was sued for violating racketeering laws for banning her account in 2019. The article suggests that while the lawsuit itself isn't very interesting, what the court filings reveal is definitely intriguing. For starters, the filing reads that Twitter Inc. has been merged into XCore and no longer exists, which could explain why Elon tweeted out X on April 11th at 3 a.m., So far, Elon Musk has not acknowledged the merger at all, and it shouldn't have any immediate effect on how Twitter operates. Earlier, uh, Musk had promised to turn Twitter into a do-it-all app like China's WeChat that goes beyond social media functionality, allowing users to order food, book cabs, and pretty much do everything else an app can do in 2023. The everything app in question could be called X, even though there is no official indication of the same except the name XCore. It could reflect Musk's vision to bring all his companies, Twitter, SpaceX, and Tesla, under a single parent entity called XCore. It is interesting to note that Musk is the owner of the domain X.com. He originally purchased that in the beginning of the 2000s and later bought it again in 2017 for an undisclosed amount. Also notable, yesterday, Twitter changed their subscription program to make accounts with 500 followers or more eligible for subscriptions to encounter, or I'm sorry, not encounter. Oh my gosh, you guys. You can tell I've had three days off, right? To encourage content creation, a move that I have to admit I'm actually very excited about. Long-form video is included. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Keep a lookout for your opportunity to subscribe. Um, The Supreme Court on Thursday allowed a roughly $6 billion legal settlement to go forward that will cancel student loans 
for hundreds of thousands of borrowers who say they were misled by their schools. The justices did not comment in rejecting an emergency plea from Everglades College, Lincoln Educational Services Corporation, and American National University. The schools had argued that they were unfairly included on a list of more than 150 institutions, most of them for-profit, linked with alleged misconduct. Lincoln and American are both for-profit institutions. Everglades, however, is a not-for-profit. The justice's action comes as the high court is currently weighing what to do with the Biden administration's plan to wipe away $400 billion in student debt held by more than 40 million people. A decision on that plan is expected by late June. The legal challenges have some similarities, but the administration is actually relying on different laws in the two programs. The class action settlement was approved late last year by U.S. District Judge William Alsup in San Francisco in response to complaints that the 150-plus schools had made false recruiting claims and left many students unable to find jobs, uh, mostly revolving around accreditation. So the universities would claim that these were accredited um, degrees and things like that. And then when the people graduated, they did not actually have accredited degrees. And so therefore you had spent thousands of dollars for worthless worthless pieces of paper. Uh, The Justice Department has already begun implementing the agreement and said in court that roughly 3,800 borrowers who are part of the settlement attended the three schools. Lower courts had previously denied the school's efforts to halt the settlement while they appeal. It will be interesting to see how the Supreme Court rules on the other loans and whether or not they were also offered in a predatory fashion. A tech consultant was arrested and charged with murder yesterday in the stabbing death of the gregarious and popular Cash App founder, Bob Lee, who was murdered last week in downtown San Francisco. Nima Momeni, who is 38 years old, and Lee himself knew each other. Um, That was disclosed by Police Chief Bill Scott at a news conference, but he declined to elaborate on what their connection actually was. Momeni was taken into custody Thursday morning in Emeryville, a San Francisco suburb, and booked on suspicion of murder. The stabbing death of Lee shocked the tech industry, with friends and former colleagues mourning the demise of a brilliant and generous man. Police found Lee with stab wounds, in the Rincon Hill neighborhood of San Francisco at 2.30 a.m. April 4th. He died at a hospital. Scott declined to give details on how they linked the killing to Momeni. The chief also refused to disclose a possible motive. Investigators served search warrants in San Francisco and Emeryville. Scott would not say whether a weapon had been found. Apparently, he doesn't say much in his press conferences, I'm discovering. Uh, San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins said in a statement that Momeni has been charged with murder in Lee's death and is expected to be arraigned Friday. It is in San Francisco, so he will probably be out on the streets with no bond uh, by no later than noon on Friday. I'm being that's just like I'm being sarcastic there, but I didn't want you to think that I was being serious. Um, prosecutors will ask a judge to hold him without bail. 
It was not immediately clear whether Momeni has an attorney who could speak on his behalf. On his LinkedIn profile, Momeni describes himself as an IT consultant slash entrepreneur, as well as the owner of a company called Expand IT. Business filings with the state list Momeni as the chief executive officer, secretary, and chief financial officer of Expand IT Incorporated, described as an information technology consulting business. He signed the filing in August of 2022. Also, according to his LinkedIn profile, Momeni has been a dedicated technology partner since 2005 and that he started Expand IT in 2010. Criminal records show Momeni was charged with carrying a switchblade in 2011, 2011, which is a misdemeanor offense. The case was dismissed the following year after he took a plea deal. Publicist Sam Singer met Momeni about a month ago, as Singer has an office next door to Momeni's live work loft in the stylish Bezler building lofts. Singer described Momeni as a very welcoming, warm, and his loft as a typical Bay Area technology consultant's office with a big pool table, gourmet food, high-end stereo system. Lee is known for creating the widely used mobile payment service, Cash App. While working as chief technology officer of the payment company Square, now known as Block. He was the chief product officer for the cryptocurrency firm MobileCoin at the time of his death. Lee was raised in Missouri and had recently moved to Miami with his father, but was back in San Francisco for business when he was killed. Friends described him as an adventurous and fearless man, as well as a doting father to his two children. I said this to a friend yesterday, uh, but once we opened the door to and normalized murdering babies, we reached the pinnacle of devaluing life. If you can casually kill the most innocent of life, why not be okay with killing someone you genuinely don't like or disagree with? It's a pattern of behavior that desperately needs correction. Okay, the big story of the day yesterday, Jack Texera, I think is how you say his name, an airman in the Massachusetts Air National Guard, was arrested yesterday in connection with the leak of classified documents that we have discussed on this show at length, shared in a group that he managed on a website popular with gamers called Discord. Texera oversaw Thug Shaker Central. Holy shit. I'm not kidding either. That was the name of the the server. A group on Discord where more than 100 classified documents on topics ranging from Ukraine to intelligence gleaned from spying on allies first appeared. Texera's arrest comes after the New York Times reported last week that documents dealing with intelligence on Ukraine's battle with Russia from as far back as February, had been percolating on the site before spreading to other social media platforms. Texera is 21 years old. He is listed in the 102nd Intelligence Wing of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, and in July, he was promoted to Airman First Class. Attorney General Merrick Garland confirmed the arrest in a brief public statement indicating that Texera could face charges under the Espionage Act. 
I, I like how he does just, you know, a brief public statement, but notifies the news of the raid and what appeared to be like hundreds of tactical officers, uh, drone footage of Texera sitting at, at a table reading probably some fucking legal book so he could defend himself in court. But um, it was just, it was really a, a production for for television at that point. Um, he said, Today the Justice Department arrested Jack Douglas Texera in connection with an investigation into alleged unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national defense information, Garland said. I look forward to all of the FBI agents who leaked to the New York Times to be receiving the same treatment. FBI agents took Texera into custody earlier this afternoon without incident. He will have an initial appearance at the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts. The Espionage Act does not specifically bar the sharing of classified information, but rather any information dealing with national defense. The arrest follows a week of speculation on the identity and motivation of the leaker, prompting the Pentagon to cull distribution lists for its intelligence reports as the FBI sought to identify the leaker through a digital trail along with clues included in the photographs of intelligence documents that were shared online. So I I just want to make this really clear to you guys what that means. So there is a photograph that was sitting on a kitchen countertop that had a piece of paper, a classified document that was just it was like printed off and it was sitting on this countertop. They utilized what appears to be maybe like an I an AI system or something that went and found another photograph that was point, posted online that had the exact same uh, match on the like the marble countertop in another photograph that was probably six feet away from that countertop. And it found like the same three little dots on the countertop next to this piece of paper. It's the, it's like 4chan level found this, this piece of information. Anyway, um, the FBI on Thursday confirmed the arrest outside of North Dighton, 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 Massachusetts, as well as the ongoing search of Texera's home. The FBI is continuing to conduct authorized law enforcement activity at the residence. Ugh, I hate that language. In other words, they're still combing through his house. Since late last week, the FBI has aggressively pursued investigative leads, and today's arrest exemplifies our continued commitment to identifying, pursuing, and holding accountable those who betray our country's trust and put our national security at risk. Um, <laughs> oh, man. When it, mm. the arrest comes after several out, I apologize. I just, it's like I have thoughts, but I'm not going to um, express those thoughts right now during this show. The arrest comes after several outlets spoke with members of the online group that Texera led, which reportedly included about 20 to 30 members, including Ukrainians and foreign nationals. Some of the content shared in the group was labeled no foreign, indicating it should not be shared with foreigners. Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Pat Ryder on Thursday 
would not comment on the arrest. Referring reporters to the DOJ, but he acknowledged that the leak of classified information was a deliberate criminal act. The documents shared to the Discord group include a number of sensitive details that have reveled the fez. I'm so tempted to delete this episode and start over again. That have ruffled the feathers of allies in recent days. The intelligence cast doubt on Ukraine's air defense systems ahead of major counteroffensive that was expected this spring. It also showed that South Korea was privately concerned about munitions sent to the United States going to Ukraine. It also highlighted how deeply the United States has penetrated Russian military and intelligence outlets, prompting concern from experts that the documents could give adversaries a roadmap for cutting off sources of the information. Information on Egypt, Israel, and Iran were also included among the documents that were shared. Reviews of the online group Texera Oversaw indicate that he was one of the older members of the group, with several of the members who spoke with news outlets identifying as being under 18 years old. Members of the Thug Shaker Central group bonded over their interest in guns, military gear, and war. That clout-chasing culture is starting to bite Gen Z in the ass, huh? I have a lot of personal thoughts on this entire issue, um, as obviously you can probably tell by the stops and starts of all of the things I've I've started on in while talking about this, but I don't want to bog down the show with those, so I'll address them um, this evening on Liberty Happy Hour at 10.15 Eastern Standard Time on Twitter Spaces. Please feel free to join us over there if you are in fact interested in what I have to say about this. The Japanese government said that the emergency evacuation warning it, it issued and later retracted against residents of the northern island of Hokkaido after a North Korean missile launch on Thursday morning was appropriate and not an error. We did not correct the information issued by the J-Alert, which is their emergency broadcasting system. Uh, Chief Cabinet Secretary Hirokazu Matsuno, I am great at Japanese names. I'm just, I just wanted you to recognize that for a moment. Told a news conference, he said the North Korean missile disappeared from Japan's radar immediately after detection and further analysis found that there was no possibility of its landing in Japan's territory, leading to the lifting of the evacuation warning. The J-Alert warning was issued to inform citizens of the danger of a falling missile to prioritize citizens' safety, Matsuno said. The expanded child tax credit, which was part of the American Rescue Plan Act in 2021, made significant contributions in reducing child poverty, or so they say. Now, a group of Democrats want the federal government to come up with a similar measure and thus have reintroduced the End Child Poverty Act. If approved, this bill would send monthly checks to families with children under the age of 18. Last week, Reps Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Choi Garcia reintroduced the End Child Poverty Act. This bill, if approved, would establish a universal benefit to give families 300 
and $93 a month per child until the child turns 18. The End Child Poverty Act would cut childhood poverty by nearly two-thirds, Rep. Omar said in a statement. It is exactly the type of bold action our party should be championing to finally address child poverty in this country and make sure families aren't going hungry in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. This new program would replace the child tax credit and the child provisions in the earned income tax credit with a universal child benefit. The End Child Poverty Act would not have any income thresholds. Shocker. Moreover, a newborn would be automatically enrolled in the program through the Social Security Administration. You can't even opt out of it. The $393 a month check to families, or about $4,700 a year per child, would help in reducing the child poverty by 64% and deep child poverty by 70%, according to an estimate from the People's Policy Project. It's estimated the program, if approved, would benefit about 77 million children. Do you ever wonder where they get these wild estimates and numbers from? They pull them from their, well, you know where they pull them from. The Republicans holding a majority in the House, the End Child Poverty Act is unlikely to become law anytime soon. The bill's sponsors, however, believe that monthly checks to families is important to ensure that they are able to keep feeding their children, especially after the end of the expanded child tax credit. That child tax credit lifted 2.9 million children out of poverty. Really? Like what? And cut child poverty nearly in half, but now that has expired and too many families are struggling to make ends meet. I promise you I can tell you why that's happening and it doesn't involve government-issued paychecks. In the richest country of the world, no family should have to choose between keeping a roof over their head and putting food on the table to feed their children, Congresswoman Tlaib said in a statement. That is your Friday edition of Everything Yesterday This Morning. I apologize, I went pretty long today. Uh, I will do better next week. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful day. Um, If you want to join us this evening, please do so. I will be at the NRA convention this weekend uh, getting some great content for you guys. Don't forget to check out those PSA links. And if you enjoyed the show, please like, subscribe, share, do all of those things so that I can continue partnering with PSA and I can continue doing the things that I love. You guys take care. Have a wonderful Friday, and if I don't see you tonight, I will speak to you on Monday. You guys take care. If you like today's show, be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Also, please don't forget to check out shouseinthehouse.com and never forget that free men do not need permission from any government. Have a great day.